Trust God, bro. Episode 13. I got a couple awesome souls with me today. Um, yeah, so do you guys want to introduce yourselves? What are your names? Hey, I'm Zach Platner. Um, I'm from Champaign. I go to Parkland College, um, and I'm majoring in computer science. And we're actually here at the Ozarks at the Jones's Cabin yep. and having a great weekend and looking forward to being a part of Dayton's podcast. Oh yeah, and I'm Isaac Jones. Um, people were um, staying at the the house of. I was on the podcast uh, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. How when was that? September or yeah. August on like balancing school and life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm also in school. It's my senior year at ISU. Um, yeah, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, I'm Jesse Schlepp. Uh, enjoying my time here at Those Arcs with the guys, and excited to be on the podcast. Yeah. And so, I'm not going to lie, um, I kind of threw them under the bus here probably, but <laughs> I'm really excited because they do have really great, really strong character, and they're going to have a lot of good thoughts for us too. And I, I had this one kind of like tucked away, and so I'm, I'm excited to talk about it because it's something that's really relevant for younger dudes and guys and girls or whatever. You everybody. Know? <laughs> everybody. So it really is everybody because it, it never stops. You know, you're always looking at the next thing. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about our longings, the things that we look for and hope for in our lives. And I just wanted to start off um, by saying, like, we all have longings for something. It's just a part of our life that, like, hey, like, I'm looking, like, for example, to a relationship or having, like, a perfect body or, like, a ministry that's doing really well or being established where you're at. At or like looked up and um, for people to love you and to or maybe it's to live somewhere or maybe it's a certain salary you're trying to reach and that's kind of what we have to deal with in our lives and or do you, do you have the Goodreads um, the C.S. Lewis quote oh um, fish. it's a good one um, so the Christian says creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exists a baby feels hunger well, there is such thing as food. Uh, a duckling wants to swim, and there is such thing as water. Man feels a sexual desire, and there is such thing as sex. If I, if I find in myself a desire for which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. If none of my earthly pleasures satisfy it, that does not prove that the universe is a fraud. Probably the earthly pleasures were never meant to satisfy it, but only to arouse it, to suggest the real thing. If that is so, uh, I must take care, on the one hand, never to despise or to be unthankful for these earthly blessings, and on the other, to never mistake them for something else of which they are not only a kind of, or a copy, or echo, a mirage. I must keep alive in myself the desire for my true country, which I shall not find till after death. I must never let it get snowed under or turned aside. I must make it the main objective of my life to press on to that country, and to help others to do the same. Cool. So if I had to summarize this podcast in one paragraph, that would be it. Basically what C.S. Lewis is saying of like, we have the longing for fish desires for water. Um, There's a such thing as water. And the same way, like we have these longings that are never going to be filled 
and the stuff around us. He's saying that's not bad because we were made for another world. We were made to be with God and to be filled with Christ's love for us. And that's that's the whole point. And he's also saying that those things are not bad. Like those um, longings are not bad. I, I kind of spoiled it because um, that was kind of the next point. So I, don't, I might edit that out. But I was going to ask <laughs> you guys, um, are longings good to have <laughs> are they bad and what longings do you guys have like i mean sometimes i go and i wake up with like dude i long to sleep in or i long just to have a hot shower you know what longings do you guys have just talk about it and... can i ask a, a clarification question shoot so when we're talking about longings and a lot of it's within the context of like we long for things because we're in a fallen world mm-hmm. right because something's missing yes so when we when we talk about longings, do we think that when when the earth is redeemed, will mm-hmm. there be no more longings, mm. or is there a distinction that we need to make between different types of longings? Like oh, yeah, which, or do we do we still long to about? sleep in? Yes, shower. That's a really good think, question. Yeah, I think a lot of my longings are generally those bigger things, like okay, maybe to have purpose, maybe mm-hmm. to have that relationship, maybe to. To just to be to have belonging to feel loved whatever whatever it might be I think those are the bigger more maybe more broken world type desires that should be fulfilled in heaven I mean when we get to heaven ultimately yeah. Christ is there yeah I think the big verse that helps us with that and I I mean I love to hear what you guys think too but like is like when Jesus says there's gonna be no marriage in heaven and you, a lot of people just look at that as like wow that's like that's kind of sucky you know there's no marriage in heaven. But when you look at it, it's like, wow, I have the true fulfillment of marriage. It's like more satisfying than any earthly marriage and to be with Christ and the same way of like, you know, ultimately my friendship with God. Like we'll still have those memories of like, if if you get married, like your spouse, like you'll still have those memories with that person, but it's like not even comparable to like the, the fulfillment of it. An example I give this sometimes is like a ring, you know, it's like my, my brother's married and he had a, he has a wedding ring and when he's gone um and with his when his wife is gone he like looks at his ring is it's pretty he's pretty fond of it he likes looking at it and it makes him think of his wife but when his wife is around it's like I don't need this ring it's like I have the real thing with me it's like this ring is only a symbol so in the same way like we have a symbol of like marriage that doesn't necessarily answer your question though I think cuz you were asking about to differentiate between the different types of longings like are there good longings and bad longings or kind of and I think that does kind of answer the question that, mm-hmm. that there really is a distinction between between like when we're in the new earth we'll still have a desire for Christ but we'll mm-hmm. have Christ which is very in some ways is very similar to the desire yeah. for Christ we have now mm-hmm. but it's it, the cause is different and mm-hmm. therefore the desire is different because right now Christ is gone mm-hmm. yeah. I think to frame it like in another analogy like if we think of it in a status quo mm-hmm. of um like there is a state that we're meant to be in and that is like righteousness um and, and righteousness i forget the greek word but it, it literally means to be like like complete and fulfilled um and so dayton you mentioned mm-hmm. like a hot shower earlier and mm-hmm. i was just thinking about like some of you guys are going on a ski trip soon um and like you know when you're out on the slopes you can get pretty cold and so you come back in to warm up and you go back out um but like the state that you want to be in is, is usually warm. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a hot shower, you don't really want to get out. Um, so I, mm-hmm. so I, like when I'm in the shower, I'm not longing to be in the shower, mm-hmm. right? Like that desire to be warm is being filled right now and mm-hmm. I don't want it to stop. Yeah. Or like when you're eating a good meal, like 
Sometimes I get a little upset when I'm full, right? Because, like, I want to keep eating it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, in that sense, you don't have longing at that moment. Yeah. But you... But you there is a desire for what you have. Right, exactly. Because mm-hmm. I think longing is desire with the absence of something that can fill it, which is yeah. what C.S. Lewis was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Like, we do have these longings. And, like, we do long for a, a friendship that won't, like, break and... Um, but what is the re- friendship that we're really seeking? You know, what is it behind like the motive? Why am I seeking this friendship? And we really long to be like fully known and mm-hmm. a friend that would never leave us. And I mean, like think about like, just like take each thing to like the end of it. What is this end of it bringing us to? So for friendship, I mean, you can find it in Christ, like greater love has no one than this to, than for someone to lay down his life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do not do what I command, Jesus says. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. And it's really cool just to see that. Like, man, my longings for like a, a true friend that never leaves or forsakes and that my deepest longings are filled in okay. is in Christ. Yeah. And, I mean, we long for a job, a stable home, an income, but what is that behind we seek? Is it the job or the income? And Is it more than this money? And really, at the root of that, if I, so what I'm doing here is I'm taking the, the longing, mm-hmm. and what is, what is the motive behind my longing? Yeah. And it's like, we really long for eternal security, not just this, like, you know, we, we want security. And those aren't bad things. Our longings are good. And Jesus says, store up your treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Um, so the answer is yes, our longings are good, but we shouldn't stop there. Our longings should take us to an unfailing relationship, world more than world peace. We need this justice and mercy that we can only find in Christ that comes from Him. And so we are made to long for God. Following this train, I think we're on the same page of like, we all have longings and we, I'm sure we could all list off like small petty things of like, you know, you know, I wish my, you know, hands were warm or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's true. It's like, there's so, lots of stuff in our lives that we would change probably. And, but ultimately like these things, these un- unfulfillments are made to point us to the fulfillment that we find in God. We are made to long for God. And some people listening may feel that their longing and their hearts are constantly and without relenting um, for God. You may feel your heart is very warm to God. And there's some people listening where it's maybe not their inclination when they think about longing for God. Of like It's, it's like a not maybe quite a natural thing that you feel like in your life is not very consistent. And I think there is a part of it where some people maybe have a, a higher capacity to retain joy for God and, um, you know, because God has given people different gifts. But regardless, there is this idea of like we should all be longing for God. So I think it would be good to talk about like mm-hmm. what Jesse brought up of, of the distinguishing level. Like, are longings ever unhealthy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We kind of... Yeah. Well, in what case would they be? I don't think they would be, but I think there's a common misconception that they can be. Mm-hmm. Like, say... Just like that we should be like kind of shutting our desires down and living. Yeah, like like when we have like an unhealthy desire for like, so like if I am greedy, that's like a desire to like, to have these things for sure. myself or like sure. lust. But like it's not that thing that's intrinsically wrong, it's my abuse of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I think it's good. I think this is, that's probably a good segue. If that's, I think we could talk about that. Um, leading into, because ultimately, like, we do want to long for God. Like, saying our longings aren't bad, but we try to fill them with other things that aren't going to last, so that we're going to make mud pies when we have this vacation offered to us at sea. And so ultimately, like, I guess this question that I'm going to lead into, I want to dialogue with you guys. Like, how can we long for God? Like, how can we set ourselves up in a way of, like, man, I really do long for God. Like, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying life. Like, life is great, but... At the end of my heart, it's like, I'm, I'm hoping for God, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, um, I was talking, actually talking with Dayton earlier about this, but I think how next week I'll be out in Colorado snowboarding and mm. I've been looking forward to this trip for a really long time. And it's mm. actually like gotten me through some days at school that are rough. It's just like, oh, you know what? It's going to be great. Like school's going to be over soon. I get to go to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been like huge, but yeah, I mean, that's also, it's also super convicting when I start looking at how motivated I am for the new creation, mm-hmm. for, for Jesus's return for heaven. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that same level of motivation f- for the current day. Like it, it's not real enough to me. So I guess, yeah. so yeah. I'm, I'm building on that question. I don't really know how we can rightfully long for God in a way that actually changes our lives here. Yeah. Yeah. And like. Some of us were going to go to, like, Peru this December, right? And, right. Um, that was, honestly, like, like planning that was one of the things that got me through, like, the initial quarantine because I was so depressed. <laughs> and then this was, like, some, I'm like, there is something that we will be doing, and it's going to be awesome. And then COVID kept going. Um, and, yeah, it, it's open now, but, like, it's, it's still not safe to go. And so we're just yeah. not doing that. But hmm. thinking about how excited I was, because I love nature, and exploring and like culture and all the things that God has like worked out in this world. Yeah. Um, but I get so excited about the things that point to God mm-hmm. and not about God himself. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is just a problem. And I don't know like what to do with it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, Hey, that's a really cool sign that's pointing down the road. I mean, even this, it's easy for me to get more excited about doing a podcast than my relationship with God, which is, I mm-hmm. mean, that's really convicting of like, dude, like if I really, want to be leading other people to Christ, I, we need to be like longing for God and satisfied in him. So I th- it's a, it's a real problem that we have and it's a tendency of me and us. And so, yeah, I think this is what I wrote down. Um, and do you have anything with that, Jesse? I don't know if you had any thought brewing or not. Brewing maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> no. not full. No. Not, not full. No, go ahead. Okay. So this is just something that, um, I found helpful and the best way to long for something is to look at something. So we, we long by looking. And the thing you look at, you will long for. And when you're always looking around at the latest clothes, like Instagram, relationships, the newest gaming console, then that's what you're going to desire. But if you take your heart and lead it to God's word, you'll begin to see truths in that that song satisfy your longings. And I think, just like we were talking about this earlier, we're playing a lot of Tetris lately. I mean, like, <laughs> no, like really, like we're playing Tetris. And like last we night, so cool. Yeah, uh, like dude, two, three v three or two v two, like you know, versing each other in Tetris is actually really fun. Never done it before. Jesse got us on it, and it's really fun. But when I was going to bed last night, I closed my eyes. And I'm starting to see Tetris pieces going down. And I'm trying to solve these <laughs> yep. Tetris pieces. And like, even the day, like, we close our eyes for a prayer. And I'm, I'm thinking about Tetris. <laughs> and it's like, dude, like, 
and I used to do this when I played a ton of Minecraft. Like I would go to bed and I would just like, I close my eyes and I would just see Minecraft and I would imagine mm-hmm. I'm still playing. Or even if I ran a lot, like one day I would like just close my eyes and I, I would still like be like running or thinking I am. And it's like the thing we engage in, the thing we're, we're engaging with is going to give us some type of longing for that. And so like, ideally we would want to be longing for God. Do you guys have any thoughts on that or? Yeah, like the things that we look at mm-hmm. are what we're telling our brain, this is important. Mm-hmm. I oftentimes find myself praying that God, like I would desire you more mm-hmm. instead of just turning myself towards him and like steeping myself mm-hmm. in his word um, and then doing his work. Because yeah. really, yeah, that is the best way to tell mm-hmm. my mind and body, this is what's important and to build those healthy habits. Yeah. Well, I was kind of thinking about a, a conversation that we had this morning mm-hmm. when we were talking about we're talking about how do you have pure motives when it comes to good and godly things, mm-hmm. right? There's there's a lot of times, like, there are things that are good and godly, but there's a lot of times that I want to do them for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, I have this image of what a good person is, and therefore my selfish ego wants to be that good person. Sure. Yeah. Even though it does align with the, the things of God, I'm doing them for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. But... One thing Ruben said was he was talking about degrees of glory mm. and how we kind of have this, you know, we recognize that, I recognize that I have the wrong mentality when it comes to my motivations and I want to just have this switch mm. when the reality is that even though my motives aren't pure, like that's the only place we can start. Like when it comes, mm. when it comes to anything with mm. Jesus, when you're like, trying to get out of hell or trying to mm-hmm. get out of depression or find joy. Like your selfishness is going to bring you to Jesus. There's no way that you can become <laughs> unselfish <laughs> before you come to Christ. That's and funny. I think it's kind of similar with longing. Like yeah. we recognize that we don't long and we want to long. Yeah. And we want to do that in the perfect way immediately. <laughs> yeah. But the reality is that, you know, this sort of longing to long, mm. uh, you know, it's not what we want, but mm. like, that's where you start. Yeah. And it's the same as what Isaac was saying. Like in order to, in order to long, you know, I do things that, that get me there. I, I start looking at those things and that's what reshapes my mind mm. to slowly change my mind to be looking in the right direction. Hmm. Hmm. I have an example I want to give how this worked in the life of Jesus. Um, I think it was, I, I read this, I, I heard it in a sermon, I thought it was really helpful. So this is <laughs> a, one way I found that Jesus worked with like his longings in his heart. Jesus was a single man, um, 100% God, and he had longings for relationship in some ways, probably sexually and um yeah, so I don't I don't know everything. I, I don't want to get too much into speculation. So anyways, let's start this off. This is the first miracle that Jesus does. So in John 2, on the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. Uh, when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. 
So I think what was interesting about this, like Jesus said, his time has not yet come. Like, what does that mean? Well, we can assume it's not referring the time to do a miracle because right after he says that, he turns around and does a miracle. So in other parts of the Bible, when Jesus talks about his time coming with his disciples, um, he, he talks about it in the garden um, on the night before the crucifixion, he prays uh, these words. He lifted up his eyes and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you. So it's like this, the hour is the day of crucifixion, the day he would lay down his life when the bride um, meets the groom and um, it's complete. And so this is the day he's talking about. And the time when he would purchase his bride, Jesus was thinking about this. He was thinking about his wedding day. And when when Mary was talking to Jesus, his mind was in a completely different place. Like he was thinking about something completely different, not even in the, the wedding the party he's in right now. And like, whenever you go to a wedding, like you guys right here in our, this room, what do you think of when you're at a wedding? Your own wedding. I mean, you're thinking about that day that like, who's it gonna be with? What will it be like? And Jesus had the same longings and his mind was a million miles away from the place. And he was thinking about his wedding day and how he would have to spill his blood at Calvary in order for his bride, um, for yeah, his bride to be with him. And this means in some way, whenever Jesus had some longing for sexual fulfillment, he looked toward the final fulfillment of joy that sex couldn't bring him, and he looked forward to the cross. His longings motivated him to keep on his mission and endure the cross. So it's like whenever this comes up in his mind of like, man, um, the, the sexual urge, he just, it would just take him to the cross and just like, that would further motivate him. Like, I much this much more i want to pursue to lay down my life to, to pursue this mission not to give up to to live a perfect and um, flawless life and so th- what else is like this isn't just like a wild speculation about this wedding party because furthermore jesus used the ceremonial purification vases to perform this miracle when they asked him to, to do it they brought those vases forward and it's proof that jesus was looking forward to the day his blood would be poured out for those who trust him. So Timothy Keller, I'm getting a lot of this from Tim Keller. Hmm. He says, for Jesus to feast with us, he must die for us. The only way Jesus gets to his wedding day is through his hour. And he's willing to do this. As one writer said, Jesus is sitting in the midst of all this joy, sipping the coming sorrow so that we can sit in the midst of sorrow, sipping the coming joy. Wine is meant to be tasted and so is the coming joy. So, I know this is probably, we're going to have to take this out a little bit to understand it. What does this have to do with longing? Well, we see a couple things, how Jesus was looking, was thinking about his life in a way where anytime he experienced some type of earthly longing, it was taking him to this like pure, like not, not saying that earthly longings aren't pure, but the, the longing it was meant to be. So like any sexual urge, it was like an urge to like for him like a motivation to be with his bride and so Mm -hmm. and there's lots of ways this works out for us i mean it could be like a longing for food and just like in the even like the point of fasting of like more than i desire bread right now or food i desire the living bread you know more than i desire water right now i desire to be filled with the living water i think that's a good start to get to where our desires are coming from Mm -hmm. because yeah here we are on this world this broken world um 
And yeah, I mean, quite frankly, I think all of our longings kind of end up going back to Eden, mm -hmm. back to what we were created for to an extent. Uh -huh. So yeah, when you see this God, uh, have he creates this world, and I mean, God is love. God is God. God, God is everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I, there's really like he didn't need to create this world. He doesn't need our love. He doesn't need our affection, our longing. He didn't need any of that. But he still cre he still created mm -hmm. this world. Um, so through through these through his through creation, he is actually yeah expressing his love. He's expressing who he is through through us. It's it's not enough for him to just say who he is. He actually has to go out and do it. He has to show that he is love. He has to show um, that he's good and that he will restore and that, that 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 is who he is he uses creation as that almost that as that example of who mm -hmm. he is um and so yeah i mean it really kind of comes down to that that grooming his bride mm -hmm. like so so he creates this world and we turn our backs on him it's the world is broken we we, we go down we, we, we fall we go down away from him and here he and then here he is coming back and saying, uh, like, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm the yeah. prince. I'm, I'm yeah. coming back to, for, for my beauty, for my, for my little damsel in distress. Like he, it, it just, you can totally mm -hmm. see, uh, that total, that, that almost fairy, t fairy tale object lesson just coming to life, um, through, through him. Like that's, that's his desire. He's coming to rescue us. Yeah. He's got that intense longing that he is willing to, to, to send his son for us. Yeah. Um, and so I think our own, our, our desires, um, our longings just kind of look at, look like the other side of that, quite mm -hmm. frankly. I mean, it's just, we've been broken. We've been, we've been captured by, by what, whatever it is, whatever dragon mm -hmm. or whatever fairy tale monster it is that's taken us away. We've been taken away. We are broken. And now we are just longing to be rescued. We are mm -hmm. longing to be taken back. Mm -hmm. John Eldridge, one of my favorite authors, um, kind of boils down. Um, our core desires um, down to, to, to intimacy and adventure. Um, and I think that just, just seeing, uh, seeing him come, but seeing, seeing God send his son, him coming back for us. Um, it really like, it makes sense. Like it's, it's a huge, it's quite, quite frankly, it's quite an adventure. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're all, we're kind of, we're all kind of longing for intimacy for that, for someone to love. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and that, yeah, I don't know, it just paints a pretty cool picture. <laughs> it's like, makes you feel like, uh, yeah. if, if you don't fulfill your longing for a relationship in God, then you're going to make a terrible friend, you're going to make a terrible spouse, because you're going to look to them to be your savior, and the person that's going to fulfill your longing, when they're not going to do that for you. And so it's like, when you are satisfying God, it's like, it's like, it almost is like everything else is like a reflection of everything you're doing is acting out the the story of God coming down to, to save us. And, and like, it's just the way, there's so much of it in our longings that points back to just the creation order that God has put in place. Dayton's an expert editor, so you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna reorder all of our kinds and stuff. Like, wait, it's only him talking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Give a, one a question we can dialogue about, and we're gonna land this plane. The love between a husband and a wife is just a dim light of what the love for Jesus is for us. Like our true love, our true espousal love is found in Christ, 
And so Jesus like says to the woman at wells, like I have a water that can satisfy all your longings. And this like this um, dialogue here is really interesting because he says, I have this water that can satisfy you. And the woman's like, give it to me. I want that water. And he's like, well, go bring your husband. And she's like, you know, I don't have a husband. And he's like, you're right. You've had five husbands. And the one you have right now is not your husband. And like, why is he bringing this up? Like, why is he bringing this up about her husband's and her messed up sex life? Well, the reason is, like, he has this longing of fulfillment. Like, she's been looking for that. She's been looking for it in men. And she's the deep consolation and the deep closure and affirmation that God could only give her. He who says, like, it's here. Like, I am that drink. Behold. And it's like, you don't need to find it in, like, these relationships anymore. Yeah, I feel like I'm restating the same thing, but it's like if if we find the love of Christ, it'll put us in a position to avoid fighting, finding our longings in the things around us instead of Christ Himself. Mm-hmm. And how if if we're trying to get to that, saying like that's kind of where we're at. That's what that's what that's the ending. Like that's what we're satisfied with. It feels mm-hmm. like God's relationship with us and our world is just that relationship. Um, there's a certain amount of unpredictability, ever present likelihood you'll get hurt. Um, the ultimate risk anyone ever takes is to love. Love anything in your heart will be wrong and possibly broken. Um, and God does, well, yeah, I didn't read that, but God does give us his heart again and again and again until he's literally bleeding from it all. God's willingness to risk is just astounding far beyond any of what any of us would do if we were in his position. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know, maybe that's kind of missing the point a bit. But, I, but that's, I don't know, definitely looking at how much he gives. Like, do you guys find that something that you do in your lives every once in a while? Like, when you're, like, reading a good book or enjoying a, a t- conversation with someone and you think of, like, how that points to Christ, mm-hmm. do you think you yeah. use that in your life? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a prayer book called, or a liturgy book, mm-hmm. called Every Moment Holy. It's, like, the idea that, well, like, since God made everything, if, uh, if I can't bring him into a situation, um, like I shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. basically. And so like, he's got a liturgy that's like thanking God for, um, like watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, if I can, if I can enjoy this with my family, mm-hmm. like that's, that's something to like praise God for, yeah. or like keeping bees or doing the dishes. Like I have dishes or making a meal like the, mm-hmm. the fact that I have the ability to do this and enjoy it and meals like bring family together. Um, and I think it's it's just a beautiful way to acknowledge yeah. God's presence in everything we do. Yes. And I think that's a good way to avoid putting your ultimate fulfillment in, like, the relationship or the, the food or whatever. Mm. You know? Because it's like, yes, there is, like, a fulfillment, like, in it. But when you're doing that, you're like, oh, like, my ultimate fulfillment. Otherwise, it just leaves you dissatisfied, like, wanting more. And, mm. like, you're, man, my longings really aren't filled. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah, you're just acknowledging it as a reminder instead of the fulfillment itself. Yeah, so I guess that would be a way we can kind of like tie it up. Of like, There's two ways here you could like bring your longings to a way of like longing for God more. One is by looking, you know, looking and longing. The more I look to God, the more I long for Him. And I'll, I'll see spiritual realities more. It's like all these things will become more real to me. And there's also a sense of taking like these everyday moments in our lives and taking them to the the cross and just like what does this mean for me like through the cross of like when I'm when I experience hunger and like 
that's like the second way of like kind of like that liturgy book of like mm-hmm. these things are created by God for God for us to see Him through it and the thing in itself is good, you know. But it's or maybe, perhaps, or perhaps it's yeah. even we're seeing the things that are broken, mm-hmm. and that instead takes yeah. us to mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because I think it's like something we've been looking at it from the positive side. Right, but it, I think the things that mm-hmm. hurt our hurts the most exactly. is what can honestly t- turn us to the the heart of God that doesn't hurt that doesn't hurt us. You know. Yeah. I mean, Jesse was saying said, like our selfishness brings us there. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, think about all the times you've had unmet longings and how that's made you long for God. You know, I mean, you think of Elizabeth Elliot who. Like in her longings to have an uncorrupted relationship, and she lost her husband, and really just spurred her on, you know, for the cross of like, she had those those, she had a really lonely life in a lot of ways. She wrote a book, I think, like the path of loneliness or something like that, but it kind of spurred her on. I'm assuming most of us would agree, like when we're having the hardest time is when we're, like, drawn closest to God, or maybe driven is a better way to say it. Absolutely. Driven to our knees. Yeah. This is probably a petty example, (laughs) but I was on a run like two weeks ago and I was just thinking in my head, I was like becoming really envious of people that are really, um, what's the word, established or settled where they're at. So Mm -hmm. like they have their job and they have their family, they know where they're living because like at that, still right now, I don't know any of those things for my own life. And we're also talking about this, why we did this episode, is because a lot of people listening in this age group have, are in this moment in time where we're, there's a lot of things, cor- cor- corners that are turning to these points of things like, oh, this is just like around the corner or whatever. And so it's like, we, we have a lot of things that we're longing for. And at the end of the day, if those are the things you're longing for, that's, and that's it, you're never going to be fulfilled because right. it's never going to fulfill you. But... These guys. So <laughs> when I was on my run, I was like, I had, I took a note card with me and it was with a, the verse. It said, rejoice and be exceeding glad because your reward in heaven is great. And I just like took myself to that verse. I said, rejoice and be exceeding glad because your reward in heaven is great. And I did it over and over again. I was like, is this true in my life or whatever? And I just kept thinking about all the people around me of like, oh, these people I'm really jealous of or envious and because they're so established and that's like really I shouldn't be rejoicing in that but I should be rejoicing because uh, my reward in heaven is great um, because of Christ and I think as I took myself to that it began to speak it's like you know I my unfulfilled longings could be met and it just kind of helped me bring me out of that and I'm not saying I got out of it completely but um it kind of gave me some some peace in that situation. So I don't know if that, like, I was on a run. Of... <laughs> okay, so a verse that I've actually kind of stumbled upon lately, like, didn't know it was a verse, but I actually think it's really cool, um, kind of gets at everything we're looking at, because we have we have longings for this earth, whether it's vacations mm-hmm. in Colorado or relationships or tacos or, mm-hmm. or hot showers, whatever it might be. We have these longings on earth. Um, but yeah, we need to recognize the fact that that's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, yeah, I mean, that, really that enough, it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus is what really, is what we really, really need, what we really need to be hoping mm-hmm. for. He is the satisfaction of all of those desires. He, he's the fulfillment, mm-hmm. f- fulfillment behind them. He's at the root of all of them. 
Yeah. Um, and so 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 19 says that, and if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in this world. Mm. Just to say that, like, if we, here we are, we are, we are children of God, we are in Christ, mm. and yet our hope is only for this life. Yeah. Like, okay, we, yeah, we're, we're to be pitied because mm. that's, that's pathetic. Like, like, that's pathetic. I love that verse. <laughs> it's a great way. Great way to wrap up. So in Christ. Yeah. We have hope, not only for this life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great summary. So, yeah, just, just to wrap up this podcast, I'd like a little bit more uh, concrete application. Yes. Maybe, if we can come up with it. That's why I love Jeff. So... So for for example, <laughs> I just reasons. I yeah. just graduated college like a day ago. Hey so, boy, <laughs> my man. So for like the last month, there's just been this longing to just be done. Like, yeah. I wanted to be Good done example. so badly, and so mm. right now I'm like riding high on this just glorious nothing is hanging over me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like even in this moment, I know that. It's not going to last much longer. And now there's this huge longing that's just gone from my life. And mm. now there's this void. I'm going into the working world and I need to fill it with something, right? Mm. And I want to fill it with Christ. Mm. So what are some... And obviously we can't... Like we talked about, like this is not a switch flip yeah. sort of thing. Exactly. But like what are, what are the basics? What are things that I should be doing tomorrow? Yeah. Or over the next few months that get me on track. Mm-hmm. And you—that's a question. Yes. You had a verse earlier, like like, I forget, is it in John? Like, if you love me, keep my commandments, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So what what did Jesus tell us to do in order to pick up our cross and follow him? I think it's a good place to start. Um, or just end it there, all of it. Why do you look at me like that? <laughs> I thought you were asking a question that I d- didn't know the answer to. No. Well, I mean, like, like, because the gospel is defined as just, like, everything he did and said, right? Exactly. And yeah. so he looked out for the people who were poor and weak and couldn't fend for themselves. He made their problems his own. Um, he spoke truth and peace. And so how do we do that? Um, so if you're invested in people's lives, if you are... Like, he memorized... All of the Hebrew scriptures. Like, I don't know how many verses I have, but it pales in comparison to that. Like, like he was seeped in in God's word, and he was out there helping other people and reminding them, yeah, this is not our hope. The new earth is our hope. One day we will be reunited with God fully. Yeah. And so, like, how do we do those things that point the way? Yeah. I think Jesse said, like, what should I do tomorrow? It's like one thing. Like, wake up tomorrow morning, read your Bible. (laughs) It's like, it's like... If you're a Christian, I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but just like, just think about it. It's like, it's like the key to like understanding like spiritual reality is like just spending time in it. And eventually those things will become more real than what you see in the mirror. And that's like a sweet thing. And that's the reason, like, because Jesus memorized so much, like he would just thought of like, he just had it running through his head like all the time. Mm. And it's just like really helpful. It's, so that's a good application too. Like you don't have a scripture memory plan. Just try to do something small and, you know, memorize a couple verses, get a note card and um, write a couple on there and look at it and practice it. It's mm-hmm. something you could, we could do tomorrow together. Um, I don't know. Do we have any other applications we could give to people? I mean, if you're the, be- if you're the beauty in yeah. the dragon's lair, 
Um, yeah. And you have love letters, say, yeah. from your prince. Yeah. Mm. You're gonna be you're you're longing for him to come back, mm. and in the meantime, you're gonna be reading those love letters over and over and yeah. over and over. It's a good yeah. thought. And huh. perspective, dude. That prince is gonna come back. He's gonna kill the dragon. <laughs> yeah, he is. Slay that dragon. And then you're gonna tell everyone about it. Heck yeah. So we can we can read his love letter. Mm-hmm. We can send him love letters back. Mm. We can tell other people about him, and uh, we can help other people with their dragons too. Are you that's, satisfied with that answer? That's is that enough? Perfect. It's yeah. Perfect. It's groovy. It's nothing big. Just <laughs> <so long. laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. I really hope that everyone listening can find their longing satisfied in God. Like, you may not even be a Christian and listening. It's like, what does that even mean? It's like, just open your heart to be filled with the longings of Christ because he died for you. And um, it's true. So, I don't know what else to say, but we're, we end every episode by saying, and that's how you trust God, bro. So, I'm going to count us down and we're all going to say, okay, all right? Legendary. And that's how you trust God, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs)